everybody, this is Kylie Gable, your host for the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press, and today we're going to do something a little bit different. Unlike last week, I am all alone in the fabulous Candy Apple Press studio. In other words, I don't have any Skype interview, no guests. Um, and usually we do a full-length audio, and today we're going to do something different, where you've got three audios, all in that 10-minute range, all complete. So what that means is it's going to make it a little bit harder for us to sell these audios. I mean, you can listen to them on the podcast instead of buying them. But I hope if you are enjoying them that you'll help support me and especially the people doing the voiceovers. Um, they'll be available on a variety of uh, sites. I'll, I'll link to the girls' sites as well as to my own. Um, I know I'll be in Clips for Sale. I'll just have one big collection with all of the stories from today's podcast and then i'll also have um some individuals too so um we're gonna get started with lindsay hawthorne she's not exactly new she's done a long one um a slumber party nightmare and she's done a short one the sissy house rules this is sort of between the two of them it's about a 10 minute audio and it's for a collection i did called force femme quarterly 2 in this little story uh, it's a sorority girl walking through the kitchen with her boyfriend when she sees one of the maids and she recognizes the maid as someone who kind of thought he was her boyfriend freshman year and she manipulated and trapped him into being one of the maids for the sorority. So I hope you enjoy the story. Like I said, it's complete. Here's Lindsay Hawthorne with Thanks, Brianna. Thanks, Brianna. I walked through the kitchen holding John's hand. He had been my boyfriend for six months and I was very happy. The kitchen was the shortcut to the back parking lot behind the sorority house, but it also took me right past the sorority's maids. Brianna curtsied as she saw me walk past and I smiled and nodded, acknowledging her but I could recognize the shame in her eyes at being seen by my boyfriend and I as she busily organized cleaning of the dishes while wearing her hot pink French maid's outfit. You might not believe this, but Brianna used to be my boyfriend Hunter. Well, not really, but he didn't know that. You see, my sorority, Alpha Chi Eta, has a tradition that we're quite proud of. We need servants for the house, so we leave it up to the freshmen to find us four sissy maids. Hunter was in my political science class, and I took one look at his flowing hair, skinny body, and baby face and I knew I was going to impress my sorority sisters with this one. It didn't take much flirting before Hunter asked me out. I do feel a little bad, maybe, but he had no clue what hit him. With Hunter, it was pretty easy, really. Frankly, I was out of his league, and he knew it. I was able to convince him that the thought of him wearing panties turned me on, and he went along with it. 
a garter belt and stockings were next, and again, he reluctantly agreed. I was sure he would bite me when I insisted he wear a bra, but he grudgingly went along as long as the bra was not padded. I could go along with that. After we'd been dating for three weeks, I had him come over and visit me at the sorority house. I explained to him that we had some very strict rules. Guys were only allowed in a few places in the house, and that was actually the rule. But it was also quite useful when the sorority was in the process of trying to capture, trap, and train four different sissy maids. We were drinking wine in the front room as he met some of the sorority sisters. My big sister, Elise, was particularly intimidating. She had a sort of impervious nature to her. To Hunter, everything seemed to be going well, and then he told a corny dad type of joke and laughed too hard, spilling his wine all over his khaki pants. Elise insisted that we could save the pants and insisted that Hunter take off his pants. Of course, he protested, knowing what would be revealed, but what he didn't see was one of my fellow pledges, Hannah, coming up behind him and pulling down his pants. All of the sorority sisters knew what they were going to see, but they still pretended to be shocked. Oh my god, you're wearing girls' underwear, I yelled. He looked at me with such a look of betrayal, even as I laughed at him along with my friends. He was so embarrassed, but it only got worse. As we knew that this was going to happen, another one of the pledges named Katrina had her phone ready and began snapping pictures of the embarrassed freshman in his lingerie. By now, there were a dozen girls in the room and Hunter's clothes were completely removed from him. We placed Hunter face down on the couch and Elise restrained him in a tight hog tie. We blindfolded him to keep him confused and gagged him to keep him silent. We left him there alone and humiliated, wondering what was next. Meanwhile, we were up in Elise's room celebrating because Hunter was going to be the third and final sissy that our freshman class was responsible for acquiring. I came back down by myself later to talk to Hunter, and I explained to him with some sympathy that he was going to be an Alpha Chi bitch. He would be one of a small group of four sissies responsible for cooking, cleaning, and serving our sorority. He would be at our beck and call and while he would normally be required to dress as a French maid, I would be taking him shopping, 
borrow some dresses, shoes, makeup, and other things he'd need. I won't do it, he swore. No way. You will, I said. You know the pictures we have of you, sissy. Is a little humiliation and cleaning worth being exposed as a lingerie-wearing pervert? But you're the one who wanted me in the lingerie, he complained. Funny how that works. It was very important to our house that we had good sissy maids. It didn't matter how many sissy maids you had if they didn't serve properly. So a few years back, the sisters had come up with a solution. The worst sissy would have to serve us a second year. That meant that all of our little maids had a real incentive to take their jobs seriously. Unfortunately, we had discovered that no matter how motivated the sissies were, three freshmen and the worst sophomore from the previous year's class didn't have a clue what to do. That's why last year we decided whoever was the best sissy would also serve a second year, but would do so as the manager for the other sissies. When Hunter, now Brianna, discovered that he had been named the best sissy, he was thrilled because it meant he wouldn't have to repeat. Unfortunately, his joy was short-lived when he'd learned he'd be the head sissy for sophomore year. He looked devastated, but it probably didn't help matters by giving him a Congratulations, Brianna, with all the mock enthusiasm I could muster. I had John hold up, and I went over to talk to Brianna. You're looking very nice today, I said. I really love your pink uniform. Thank you, mistress, she replied. Brianna had been well-trained. I knew that she would rather have been going out with me tonight. Last year, she thought that was the kind of relationship we'd have. But why would I go out with a sissy maid when I had a real man to go out with? Be a doll and turn down my sheets and leave the lights real low in my room tonight. I'm feeling pretty wild and I think I might take him back here and bang his brains out, I said. Yes, mistress, she curtsied. That's a good girl, I said, as I grabbed John's hand and we walked to the door. Thanks, Brianna. I hope you enjoyed that. I definitely did. Um, I think that Without a doubt, Lindsay is becoming better and better with each audio. And that was a role that I just thought she was, you know, made to play as the, you know, femme fatale, dominant, you know, maybe a little bitchy sorority brat. Um, not going to, you know, kick the snot out of a guy, not going to hogtie a guy, but certainly knows how to get what she wants. Okay. This next one is coming from Gabriella Fairbanks, who is one of 
the most uh, intelligent doms that I've talked to. You can talk to her about pretty much any subject. And uh, she really does a great job with feminization and domination, of course. She wouldn't be on here if she didn't. Um, this is one of the few stories that I actually didn't write. It wasn't written by um, Pamela. It wasn't written by Claudia. This is actually written by Gabriella herself. So give it a listen. Do you want to be my perfect Barbie? You know who you are. You've struggled your whole life with your identity. You've played the part of a man, yet deep down inside, you've always been curious about what big, bouncing breasts would feel like jiggling on your chest. You've wondered how it would feel to have a tight, trim waist, thick thighs, wide hips, and that perfect bubble ass. Those girls that have those beautiful, long, manicured fingernails, and how they always have the ability to walk into the nail salon, get a mani, patty, waxing. They go on day trips to the spa and to the hair salon for pampering. Girly pleasures that only women get to enjoy. You've always kept it a secret. You never tell anyone how much you've longed to be a woman. It was kind of your guilty pleasure. And you try to indulge in it as often as you can, but regardless of how much you indulge, it still doesn't quite fulfill that deep-seated need that just eats away at you in the dark recesses of your mind. Until, that is, you met me. It started out really innocent, though, didn't it? You wanted girly chat hour with a pretty girl. Almost like a best friend's gossip gab hour. Talking about fashion, makeup, hot guys, hairstyles, binge watching, several of the Real Housewives shows, giggling over how sexy and commanding all those little bitches are. Before you realized it, though, your comfort level got more and more cozy. And that's when the weakness came in. And you got really weak, didn't you? You weren't able to resist all my little fucking charms. I started off slow. I didn't want to scare you too quickly, right? Come on, call me up and I'll stay on the phone with you while you go buy your first lipstick. It'll be fun. Giggling in your ear as you lie to the clerk and tell her it's for your girlfriend. I can hear through the phone just how red-faced and embarrassed you are. I don't even need to see you. I can also tell that by the time you get to the car, you're ready to beg to come because that little itty-bitty thing was such a fucking thrill. Little by little, my emasculation starts to get hotter and hotter. Come on, shave your entire body for me. Oh my God, I tried this new lotion and it's going to make your skin feel so velvety, soft and smooth. You just have to have it. And well then, before you know it, you're on Amazon ordering breast forms. You know, start off small with like a C cup. And before you know it, you've got triple D's and you're eyeing those fucking F's that they've got on that site. The second bedroom in your apartment 
It used to be an office, but now it's your fucking walk-in closet, and it is filling up quickly. I've also put you on a diet and a very strict daily regimen to get your waist whittled down to the perfect dimensions. Corset training, high heel posture training, makeup tutorials, those really uncomfortable posture collars I insist upon with their very tall peaks so your head has to stay just the right angle. Kind of went from a snail's pace to a fucking lightning round. But wow, the entire transformation is really starting to take shape. What was a fantasy has now turned into your reality. When you get home from work, it's an immediate shower. And then until the next day, you live as if you're a woman. No standing to pee. No t-shirt and boxers for bed. I make you literally eat, breathe, and sleep as a woman. We still have our little girly gap fest hours, too. But I've changed the rules a bit. And you totally give in, don't you? My rules are if you get a new lipstick, then I do. If you get a new pair of heels, then so does Princess. If you get new lingerie, so do I. My little emasculated girlfriend wants a full day at the spa. No problem. Princess will let you. But you must also make sure that I get pampered as well. Little by little, I have you changing your daytime routine as well. Stockings and panties under your suit. A sweet little pink ribbon tied around your clitty. And I insist that you must sit like a girl in the restroom. And then there's those once-a-week trips for manicure and pedicure. At first, I let you do clear on the fingers and fuck me right on the toes. You'd better never need to take those shoes off, because everybody will see. And then slowly, I stopped calling you by your man name. I just started calling you my little bimbo Barbie. I'd groomed you to be prepared for it. But once I felt you were really earning that status and started using it, you would literally do anything to please me. I started telling you, cinch those corsets and waist trainers tighter and tighter. I had a vision and you were like my little art form. You were going to be the bimbo Barbie I had seen. Endless workouts accompanied by long talks about hormones. And then, of course, the dreaded long-term chastity device locked on and totally under my control. Every week, the stakes get higher. After months of dressing, exercising, weighing and tracking every calorie... You finally fit into that perfect size six. And the rules have changed again. Now, you're going to be training as a passable woman on the weekends. That window of time that you're allowed to be that fake man is dwindling quickly. It's totally time to wave bye-bye to whatever manhood you thought you had. Each day, 
video uploads of you doing the next lesson are sent to my inbox with a tribute, thanking me for transforming you. The perfect hair, the greedy blowjob lips and smoky eyes. Before long, you've got the entire sexy, well-manicured, perfectly postured woman thing down. Talk about emasculation in its most perfect form. It didn't end there, though. For you to be my perfect Barbie, you've also got to play the part. So now we must work on your mind. Sure, as we've done this transformation, there's been plenty of mind melting going on. But now it's really time to make you a mindless bimbo Barbie. You know the type. Swishes and sachets, all the while a big smile on her face, but rarely if ever speaks, unless asked a direct question, and even then, she knows her place. She's just a little submissive bubblegum chewer. She's not outsmoking or smart. You know what I expect. Big tits, tiny waist, greedy cock-sucking lips. Just a mindless little fucking bimbo Barbie. Big hair. Hot looks. The perfect little servant. Home all day. Cooking, cleaning. Washing clothes. Perfectly groomed. Drink in hand waiting. By the door on your knees. Like a good bimbo bitch. For your owner to arrive. Go on, repeat after me. I am just a mindless bimbo. I'm here to serve. I am so happy Princess Gabby emasculated me to the point of no return. Thank you, Princess. Now I'm going to be a good bimbo and tribute my perfect princess. I wonder what will happen in Be My Perfect Barbie. Part two. Tonight's final audio comes from Raina Means Queen, and I've been looking for the right spot to play this. This is another just about little over eight minute audio, and it has to do with a woman who gets dick pics sent to her, and this guy learns very quickly that he has uh, messed with the wrong woman. Raina is someone that I've called on Night Flirt a bit, and uh I just find her extremely fun, extremely dominant, and um, gosh, she can be infuriatingly bratty, but in, in a good way. So um, I think you, the, this audio kind of gives you a good feeling for her type of personality. I actually did write it for her. And this story, and also Lindsay's story, thanks Brianna, are in a book called uh, Forced Femme Quarterly, the September volume, and... Uh, I think I'll probably put those all together as one audio, too. But I hope you like it. It's called Dick Picks, and it's by Raina Means Queen. Dick pics are disgusting. Even if a guy has a larger-than-average size penis, you've seen one cock, you've seen them all. And they're all little disgusting pieces of flesh. I make it pretty clear that I don't want to see them, but <laughs> still, guys love to send them to me. The worst ones are the tiny ones. 
Some guys just get their kicks by sending these disgusting pictures. They're no different than an old-fashioned flasher, who at least had the decency to wear a trench coat, so you kind of had a warning that something was up. David Arbson was one of these high-tech flashers. One day, when I was checking my social media, bam, 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 three dick pics arrived, one right after the other. I was just about to block him when <laughs> something caught my eye in the second picture. Trying to get the right angle for the picture, he accidentally managed to catch part of a business envelope with his name and address on it. I immediately messaged him. Thanks for the pictures, David. His reply, why do you call me David? I said, that's your name, isn't it? You're David Arvison of 1429 Benson Court. There was no reply. A quick Google search turned up his job, his fantasy football league, and even his fiance's information. <laughs> this was going to be fun. I gave him three minutes before I replied, what's the matter, David? Should I text Veronica instead? His response was, no, don't do that. So I said, send me another dick pic and I want your face in it now. He said, I can't do that. My response was only one word, now. Sure enough, 20 seconds later, I had proof. If he liked sending pictures, I was going to give him plenty of chances. I happily texted him back. Very obedient, slut. <laughs> he asked, why are you doing this? And I said, because I'm tired of creeps like you getting their rocks off by sending this crap out. He said, I'm sorry. I laughed and replied, I'm sure you are, but it's shopping time. His reply was, I don't understand. I gave him a shopping list and a deadline. One tube of bright red lipstick, one pink baby doll nightie, one pair of matching heels, one pair of thigh-high stockings, and the biggest dildo you can find. Have those by seven. I imagined him squirming in his seat when he replied, I can't get all those things. Again, I kept it short and only replied with, seven o'clock. I was so excited that I couldn't concentrate. I was going to really turn the tables on this asshole in only four short hours. Just the thought had me soaking wet. If he liked sending X-rated pictures, he'd be sending me some all right. At seven o'clock, I messaged him. Did you get everything? He replied, it wasn't easy. <laughs> I laughed and said, I didn't ask that. He let me know he got everything. My next message was, put on the baby doll, stockings, and high heels. His response was, please don't make me do this. So I sent, you're a choice. I'm sure that Veronica would love to see the pictures you sent me already. He messaged, fine. I knew I had him, but I wanted proof. So I said, take a picture when you're done. Full length, I want head to toe. I waited, wondering if he'd really go through with it or if he'd chicken out. Veronica was going to have an interesting night either way. It was longer than I expected and I was just about to email her when I suddenly got a text from David. He said it had taken him a while to figure out how to put everything on. 
The picture made me laugh. He was such a bimbo. <laughs> and I cursed myself for not making him buy an appropriate wig. I responded to his text. Pucker up, slut. Lipstick goes on now. And again, I imagined him squirming as he said, please. <laughs> My one word response, now, with an exclamation point. He did as he was told, and for the next half hour, I made him pose in all sorts of kinky ways, sucking on the dildo, sticking it into his ass, though not all the way. I'd forgotten to have him get lube. Well, when we were done, I had over two dozen pictures of him acting like the biggest sissy, smiling as he sucked on his big rubber cock. <laughs> when I was finished, I sent, thanks for being a good sport, David. I'm sure Veronica will love these. He replied, no, I did what you told me to. I laughed and sent, yes, you did. You had such enthusiasm too. Thank you. <laughs> he said, I cooperate it. You can't send those out with a whole bunch of exclamation points. And I told him, I'm a woman of my word. Good, he replied. And then I dropped a bomb on him. Unfortunately for you, I never promised you that I wouldn't. Good night. Maybe I did feel a little bad, but just a little. I felt the least I could do was let Veronica know what kind of creep she was planning on marrying. I sent the pictures and explained the whole story to Veronica. And even nice enough to explain that the dildo pictures were taken under duress. <laughs> A week went by and she never replied. I wonder if she had dumped him or if I had just gone into a spam folder. It was exactly 10 days after the photo shoot when I got another message from David's account. The message read, Hi, Raina. This is Veronica. Thank you for letting me know about what David was up to. I can promise you he'll never bother you again. He looked so convincing in those pictures you sent me that I wanted to share his further transformation. I think this new look will keep him out of trouble. And to my surprise, there was a picture of David tied to the bed in the pink baby doll I made him buy, but with full makeup and a glamorous blonde wig on. I could even see the bright red polish on his toes through his stockings and open-toed shoes. <laughs> the dildo I made him buy was clearly sticking out of his asshole, and there was a strap-on lying on the bed next to him. I decided that Veronica had the situation well in hand, and I thanked her for furthering David's education. Sometimes guys like this just need to learn their place. <laughs> well, ironically, Veronica and I exchanged information, and I think this might be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. So I hope you liked the uh, New Talent Showcase. If you did, and you want to hear more of these short, complete audios on here, then please support the girls who record them, and support me who writes them. Um, it means a lot. So we, uh, like I said, we're giving away material for free. So like we're like PBS without a tote bag now, as I plead, please support. 
Um, I am really getting excited. My dog will be here like the 25th, uh, maybe the 26th. I, I owe Shayla and uh, she's giving me tons of updates and pictures and the dog is extremely cute. Um, so I'm excited about that. Otherwise, bleh, I am not really enjoying September. A lot of work, a lot of stress. My other job is really kicking in. So, hope you have a great week and be back here next Monday. And I believe it's going to be a Shayla episode. I'm not quite sure. I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.